Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our first scripture lesson today comes from Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Our second from Galatians 4, 4 through 7. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his son, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child, And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Now please rise for the gospel. The gospel today comes from John 10, 14 through 16 and 30. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. I and the Father are one. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, if you want to tell a story, what a great way to tell a story. A lot of stories are told in the beginning. And now the Bible tells a story. It's actually two books. There's an old story and a new story. In the beginning, God. And there it is now, in the fourth, fourth word, God. Three letters, God. Now, in the first grade, this little guy, I understood this perfectly. God was faster than a speeding bullet, and more powerful than a locomotive. And he could lead tall buildings with a single bound. It was clear to me. It was very clear to me. That's how I understood God. By about the seventh grade, though, 
I wasn't so sure. Um, I was in confirmation the second year, and it's that time when you get presented to the church. Um, and final preparation there, I'm getting ready. Um, you know, when you're, when you're 12 years old standing up here, it's a little scary. You feel like a deer standing in the headlights of a semi. Um, so we're getting ready, and Pastor Danielson says <clears throat> to me, we'll be up on stage, and Doug, you're going to be first. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. That semi just got a little closer. And then he says, and here's the question that you're going to answer. You know you're standing up there trying to show that you actually learned something. And his question to me was, this is a question I'm going to have you answer. What is God? Ah, oh, I felt the tire tracks all over me. But he said, I will give you an answer that you can respond with. Now, I can remember that to this day. My response that day to the congregation looking out at people like you and trying not to look too foolish was, God is a spirit with all the highest perfections. That is God. Now what do you think? If I come and ask you what is God, what would you say? Um, something that um, would be correct by the highest mucky mucks in the Methodist group? and ecclesiastically correct? How would you answer that? Well, God is a spirit with the highest perfection. It's not quite complete, is it? Well, there's more to it. In the beginning, God created now that's special. That's special. If you can create something, that's special. Think of Einstein. Think of Darwin. Think of your local artists. They can create things. That that's truly is special. But let's move on. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He laid a framework, a foundation, that evolved to what we are now. And by the way, keep in mind, his creation is very diverse. Look around. It was mentioned right here how diverse the creation is. By the way, as a side, today is Native Americans Sunday. One year ago... Pastor Jared stood here and introduced you to the creation stories of about a dozen Native peoples. 
I was waiting to hear mention the Navajo or the Hopi because I was familiar with that. And it's intriguing how every tribe needs a creation story. Now, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I have to ask you, really, do you believe this? Do you accept this? But there's one more question I have to ask you. What did God get wrong in his creation? Oh. <laughs> now, I have one possibility. The mosquito. <laughs> that, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. Um, but then I also have to ask you, are you really, can you really, are you in a position, are you really able to even judge properly? Are you really able to judge this creation as you're part of it? And I have to point out a touchy issue here. Because many don't. We are as conflict. And that's because there happens to be a diversity in human sexuality that divides churches. Think about it. Now, understanding God, that's a challenge. It's a challenge. But more important, I think, is what our relationship is to God. Now, in Genesis 1.1, we know as God is the creator. In Genesis 1.27, it says, God created man in his own image. Image of God, he created him. I think there's a little problem when we want to look at God. I, and that's my personal opinion, I don't think that I or we can possibly understand our Creator. Why might I think that? Well, let's look. We, as man, have created some things in our image. We've created computers microprocessors, and we created robots. Question. Another one. I'm full of them today. Do you think these will ever be able to understand us? Do you? Two. God as Jesus and Jesus as shepherd. Part of the scripture had to deal with Jesus as a shepherd. Hmm. What's the implication? The implication is that we must be sheep. Sheep. Do you know about sheep? Is this a compliment? <laughs> okay. Time for my, another story. 
I don't know sheep. My mother grew up with sheep. And she would tell, talk about them sometimes at the table, but I don't. I was at a farm of a relative, standing on one side of a big wire fence, a big wire fence, and about 2 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock, the sheep come out of, on the other side of the fence, and they come running. See, I'm on the other, I'm on the side of the fence with all the greeny, green grass. On the other side of the fence where the shed, it's dirt. And I watch those sheep coming out, and they see that green grass on the other side of the fence. And they come tearing out, they're bolting out as fast as they can, and they're trying to stick their nose out and chewing at that grass. And more of them keep coming, and I watch them there, and they're trying to get into that grass, but just on the other side of the fence, they can't reach far enough to get it. They just can't. And more of them, they're trying vainly to get that green grass. And I'm standing here at the fence watching this because I know this has happened many times. Now, what amazes me is to my right is the gate to this side of the fence. And the gate is wide open. They've done this how many times? And the gate is wide open. They could come through the gate to have grass. Jesus told us he's the door. He's the door. Now, my third point. God as Father. As a child, could you understand your father? Really? Um, but as a teen, I know all of you felt you understood everything. And your parents, what did they know? Nothing. Right? But later on, you age into your 20s. And then maybe your parents do know something after all. Life changes as you're getting ready to inherit your place in the family. Galatians 4.7 So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has also made you an heir. An heir. Okay, so what's the important message? When it is time, I, we shall join our Father and to we will inherit the home of our Father, which was provided to us as heirs. All right, it's time for a summary and review. 
Where are we? Where are we? The starting topic was, what is God? Carefully, I really did not answer the question, did I? Because I can't answer the question. But like every good politician, I changed the subject. Yeah, I talked about God as creator, being creative. And I wanted to point out a theory that I have that I don't think I or we can understand the creator. I talked about God as shepherd. We as sheep. Uh, that's not complimentary if it's really true. And third, I talked about God as Father. We as children, we as inheritors, heirs of our Father's house. All right, almost over. I grew up in a Swedish congregation. We would sing several Swedish hymns, and many hymns were written by Lena Sandell. There was one hymn, however, that was special. It was powerful. And it was still occasionally sung to an English congregation in Swedish. Last story. I can remember seeing as a little guy having a standing one side looking over up at old David Nelson. Golly, he was old. I bet he was all of 65. <laughs> he started it and he had trouble finishing it. Trouble finishing this. It's called Tegari Kan Ingen Vara. Six verses. I happen to have all of them. Our pastor later on sang this at my father's at my son's baptism. Translated, it becomes children of the heavenly father. I shall sing this first verse in its native Swedish. Tegari kan ingen vara and good lila barnaskara when they whom him afasted fogen ei porstent nasted Remember as you leave the sanctuary, you enter God's created world, not yours. And also, may this day and every day 
until your last day, know that you are a child of God. An heir. And remember also, as part of his creation, God loves you. Amen.